Welcome to Seizure Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus. A salty, slightly cynical conversation about epilepsy, neurological disorders, and occasional random tangents. Together, we explore the synaptic jolts that short-circuit one's world and the mental and emotional fallout that comes from them. And if that sounds heavy, don't worry. We don't take ourselves too seriously. And now, Seizure Salad with your host and electrostatic meat sack, Micah B-Side. Welcome to Seizure Salad, Foster Cluck Epilepticus. It is another episode of What's Up? We the Storm, catching up, my dear friend, stealing that Rich Kiger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you should steal that one, because it's brilliant. Good to see you. You look good. Yeah, man. You too, especially after your new hardware. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I still got the uh, bald patch going on. It's getting there though. You took off your hat. I'm like, man, your hair's already already coming back in. Yeah. You didn't look like you just had brain surgery. If you would have told I, me, I would have never even noticed. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Staples for stitches, too. It was like a Frankenstein okay. moment at one point. But you approach life with a sense of humility and and humor and belief in yourself. And shit happens. Yep. Totally. That's yeah. it. Usually it's a two to three night stay. They cleared me to leave before noon wow. the next day. Man. Yeah. You know, yep. you get out and you feel like fucking boom, da da, get a little stronger. You know, yep. don't mislead yourself yep. is what that I'm next saying. Next morning. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> When yeah. all the really good hospital drugs wore off, and yeah. oh my god, dude, it was painful. And you're very aware that you had surgery. <laughs> and you're very exactly. <laughs> yeah. You are very aware that you had surgery, and you're like, oh, this is why painkillers were invented. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know how our ancestors did it, man. Give me the rock. (laughs) (laughs) How did a person get through this? Right. What kind of painkillers were you on? And where do I get some? It's like old Chinese, (laughs) man. The one thing that they all had for that was opium plant. (laughs) And cannabis, too. One of the first ever treatments of epilepsy, believe it or not, was a Chinese prince. And his sage went out and got him cannabis oil. And the plants and everything like that, and made teas for him. Um, nice. Yeah, this rabbit hole of research I went through. <laughs> Fun fact. Which actually gets a little reinforced too with with recent scientific studies that have shown that THC helps reduce seizure activity. And yeah, the amounts and different things like that is different for everybody, but you have to say it, it has no effect or anything like that. It's just it's misleading. You know, it may not right. work for a whole bunch of people. It may work for a couple. For me, it's just kind of a, you know, it's just an incorporation in my day, just like having tea. And it's just one of the other things in my many, you know, you have many holsters for many tools. <laughs> and right. it's just, it's just another one of them. So everyone get some arguments about it and this or that. And we live at our level, man. Like, I don't care. I use what works. You know, you want to give me opioids yes. and all this stuff anyway. 
you're just mad because you don't get paid <laughs> and I can grow it myself. <laughs> right. Right. You know, especially with all culture nowadays, it's so accessible. Even now here in Ohio has dispensaries where before, you know, they would have dragged you to prison. <laughs> and now it's like, Oh yeah, the dispensary right over here. I'm like, man, you guys are, <laughs> Oh, now that people are getting paid for it, everyone's cool now. Like, get out of here (laughs) soon as soon as the state and a few entrepreneurs get hint of it it's like oh okay might be not the devil's lettuce it might be worth something right and you put a pretty logo on it and some fancy animation and then people think it's okay whereas you know i think it's okay when i can go out to the forest and you know see nature doing its thing and have all these different you know where do you think all the pharmaceuticals and stuff where do you think that all that stuff comes from <laughs> they don't just make it <laughs> do you go like, mushroom hunting oh yeah there's oh there's massive groups out there we have so many different kinds i mean i live in a rainforest so it's just oh, you'd have a better chance of finding some not only fun fungi but actually <laughs> really tasty mushroom species yeah yeah there's hundreds of them. it's all about i like going with groups forging groups too because you never know which ones are the ones that are just like oh this is gonna make you throw up for days this is gonna make you you know like this will kill you very slowly over time like some of them are just you know but the ones that are you know my my favorites are morels um you know they're big cone shaped Oh, they're so delicious. All you do is pan fry them with a little butter. Oh, man. They're so good. Because you go to grocery stores and, oh, what, white mushrooms and a a couple of shiitakes and a couple others. I'm like, there's thousands of different varieties of these things, man. So many of them taste amazing. And just because it's not in this high, you know, high demand of just supplying them in grocery stores and all this stuff, like, you don't get to see and taste all these different variations, but yeah, we're lucky enough to live in a spot to where we can forage for a lot of our food. You know, you go to the grocery store and it's just a couple, you know, a mile or so up in the mountains. That's the grocery store. <laughs> go pick what you need. Sweet, man. Um, you went through some shit recently. It's yeah, like- there you go. Oh that's man, like a, that's a nice little chunk out of your skin, dude. And it went. I'm sorry, my camera skills are terrible right now. But it went deep instead of wide. And um, yeah, so that's gonna be my new scratch. That's like a week after healing. Um, uh-huh. But and to give you the full backstory, um, yes, please. We're just going to Sam's, going to the grocery store. You know, there's those days where you just kind of feel an extra, there's a little bit of extra, I guess the only way I can describe it is like weight or a little fuzz. You know, if you're waking up a little earlier than you're used to kind of feeling. Um, yes. Yeah. I felt that I in the beginning you. of the day. I was just like, you know, I don't, you know, no partials, no anything like that. Um and for people that aren't familiar with partials, simple and complex uh, seizures from your temporal lobes, you know, a lot more visual instead of you know, you're completely uh, going into 
full on physical tonic clonic seizure, what most people recognize the seizure as, just in case anyone's on here new. Right. So I usually right. my partial seizures transform into the tonic clonics. That is how um at least, you know, that's how it is on average. Of course there's anomalies and different things that happen. Um so this particular time, you know, I went to the grocery store all done there and on our way back home we're on the freeway. I'm in the back seat. I'm looking out the window and I just feel that for me at least it's that that drop in your stomach. That just mm. like there's pressure in your chest is a drop in your stomach and all of a sudden yeah. there's a familiar smell that happens. Oh, yeah. That smell is like interesting because I don't I don't know if it's certain pheromones that is actually released from your body or if it's but it's a for me, it's very primal because it smells like an old memory, you know, like mm-hmm. a very old memory, I guess, is the only way I could describe it before. But this last time that it happened, it smelled older than that. You know, it's, it felt very just like the most primal physical type of animal that your body can get. And when you when I have that scent of like, oh, you're in danger. <laughs> it feels like you, know, you just drop of like you're you know and before i could move even through that partial it was much more violent it was like uh it's like you're sitting in a very still place and all of a sudden you know somebody just jerks you real hard and fast and that that but in your psyche you know and so it's like sometimes i you know that when you're inside those simple complex style seizures it's like being half here half there and so like in that i call it the middle ground it's the middle world you know it's just that um and so getting pulled into that more violently instead of sliding into it um it's kind of been a new you know i'm 29 so the new developments in my brain my brother kind of went through the same thing when he got that age you know, certain things change, your brain's still, you know, kind of redefining itself. So it's not really a big surprise. It's just more of learning and training how to handle those types of seizures now instead of the ones I'm used to, because my, you know, my old setup don't work anymore, right? So it's time to adapt some new tactics (laughs) of, you know, getting to a safe place is much more higher on the list now. (laughs) So being in the, you know, getting dragged in the middle world like that, apparently I talk. And of course it's gibberish because for me, you know, back of the brain here, language goes out the door for everyone outside, you know, it's gibberish. But for me, my consciousness realizes that language is always, it's so hard to put. I wish I had a better way of explaining it. Basically language, imagine there's a point and language is the thing that revolves around that point in the center, like a globe. It, It, it touches on everything around it because the thing in the center doesn't have a word to explain it is why language is birthed in the first place. You're dancing around this, describe this outer world that, you know, in its base form, we don't have a word for it. And, you know, even stuff like God and this and that is too, it makes you feel a certain way. It's too specific. So there's no word to describe it. And it, I made this realization during my first seizure I've ever had. 
there was just a blatant like wow yeah language is very useless at a certain level <laughs> you know there's like there's no vibration i could make my mouth move in to tell somebody how this is and it you know i would have to dive into you know dictionary and the pools you know all these crazy words out because there's no there is no language for it but when people talk to me i can feel it, it's like there's no need like i can feel exactly how you're feeling and i think it's just like you know your nervous system's getting fired open you know wide open and so you're collecting data at a higher rate you know you're on 5g <laughs> 5g network man you're, you're blazing and so it, it's not you know that out there to think that yeah we can you know we can have this hypersensitive you know feelings to where language and things like that that take time to explain it takes time for me to give you this information to where this is just like boom, instant but when you're taking in you know when you have since that in an airport or something like that you know it's way it's too much <laughs> um but feeling this and you know i've never had too many seizures while in a moving object you know like being in this car so that felt interesting because i felt both stationary and movement at the same time oh yeah and so your being is it's like the same difference there's a point and then there's movement around and i felt like i was the center of that point and then you're just going through this wormhole of you know for me for some reason the colors were like and, and i say colors in a sense of it's so it's very difficult sometimes because your, your senses are connected you know you can taste colors you can see sounds like it's it's just the networking in your brain that make them separate. And so it's like you can feel colors. It's the best way right. I can explain it. They're still there. They're still in your brain, but you can feel them. And it was very it was yellow, a deep orange, like a light teal blue, like very kind of summer-esque colors. But it is, you know, you know, you're funneling down this huge energy wormhole you know, in that sense. Um, and so I was aware just for some moments that, okay, I'm in deep shit. Um, I have no, you know, I got, I can do nothing at this point to implement anything, no matter how much, what I breathe, no matter how I envision or think, it doesn't matter. And I, all I remember is, you know, I get the, the twisting, the neck twist when it's, it's like somebody pushing your face to the side. Of course, me being me, I fight it. You know, that's my, just, you shouldn't do. It's just, it's useless. You know, I'll be the first one to say it, but it's my natural reaction. If I feel like I'm dying, like I'm going to fight it. Um, and went out. Um, and apparently when I was out, I, it, I had flip-flops on. And before I left for this whole trip, I was two seconds away from putting actual shoes on. Tuesday, I even have my socks on top of it, right? And I was like, ah, no, I'll wear flip-flops. First mistake. <laughs> Back in the car, you know, I go out. I put my foot straight through the bottom of the steel mechanisms underneath the driver's seat. You know, if you ever felt the bottom of a driver's seat, there's all those different kind of sharp implements and stuff if you go all the way back. Right, right. Somehow, 
I flip my flip flop off and I put my foot straight in there to the point to where it went so deep. I almost hit the artery. If not hit it a bit and the tendon inside the foot. Oh shit. Took it out. Did it again. (laughs) Just for good measure. Of course. Apparently took it out again. At this point, it's, I'm bleeding everywhere. There's blood everywhere. As I'm doing that, uh, you know, my, my mom and my stepdad in the front seat, she notices, she jumps in the back seat with me and she puts her arm around me. And of course, you know, like does what any mother does. Like, we're going to be all right. We're going to get your close, this and that. Meanwhile, in my world, <laughs> I can feel the blood, but I can't feel my leg. What a weird sensation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel my blood exiting my body, but I don't feel that I have a body. And I start to come back a bit. Um, you know, I, I was probably out and seizing for about three to four minutes. It was a, it was a solid a long time. Yeah. Usually mine's like a minute and a half or so. Um, and I'm starting to come back and I realize that, you know, I see the colors again and I realize that there's someone's arm around me and I can only, for some reason, I can only look left. I can't turn to my right for some reason, but she was kind of holding me a little bit because when I was gone, you know, like you know, just hit my face against the window and the door and all the rest of it. <laughs> right. And, and um, all I could do is turn left, notice that there's someone's arm around me. And I instantly felt that there were um, there were five of us in the back seat. Like it was like it wasn't even a question that there. And I heard, you know, like me, my mom, somebody next to her, and two people behind us. It was plain as day. And I could hear her talking and them of like, we're almost through it. You know, we're getting through this part of the whatever the hell wormhole we're kind of <laughs> kind of in. And you know, the the first thing I'm aware of when I feel my body again is like, you know, you're breathing like you just ran an ultra marathon. Your breath is like, <laughs> I'm breathing like I just, you know, I'm tasting air from almost drowning, just sucking this stuff down. Like it's, you know, like it's my only, only tether, um, you know, and I can see, finally see and feel a window. And then all of a sudden the, you know, I notice it's my mom next to me. And it just feels like this, you know, whole thing's gone. And then, boop, oh, then you get through the thing. Colors are gone. Things are gone. Now I'm just trashed physically in a, in a seat, bleeding a lot. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we're out in, by a lake in a, pretty much the middle of nowhere. You know, like our house is closer than the hospital. The hospital's all the way in town. By the time I would get to the hospital, I would have bled out. And, um, so the only thing we needed to do was come back to the house. And at this point, I, I felt weak because I knew I was losing a lot. Um, and finally, you know, I don't know what I was holding on to, but it felt like it, it was hard to hold on until we got to the house. But I don't know. Was it consciousness? Was it? Like, I don't know. It just felt like you're holding on to something. Like we're almost there. And I, I got, you know, this amount of time. Yeah. Before I'm out of here, <laughs> before this sucks enough, I'm done. 
And I don't know what that would look like or not. So I, the only thing I knew in my mind and, and, you know, that moment was just like, you know, you got to keep going. You got to keep going. Like, don't stop. Just don't stop. And that's been my motto for this past six months. You know, all you have to do is not stop. And so my motto kicked in, like, just don't stop. And uh, we got in the house or, or I remember like pulling me out of the car. And as they're pulling me out of the car, I realized I pulled all the muscles in my right foot and my other foot. So my other foot's done, cashed, can't stand on it. Hurts. It hurts more <laughs> than the foot I'm bleeding out of because oh it, it's muscular. <laughs> so I'm pulling out of the car. Oh my, oh my God. And I'm like, okay, I gotta get, you know, I gotta get in the room. I'm still bleeding everywhere. And, you know, in the front here, we have carpet. You know, I'm worrying about like, I don't want to bleed on your carpet. <laughs> and they're like, it doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter. You know, we get in the, you know, we're going to get your leg up. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and, uh, you know, my, of course, you're so accommodating. I mean, it, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, like, yeah. And I'll clean that later. Um, I'm used to it, you know, and thankfully the, the first bedroom is, you know, right outside of the garage, just right there. Whip me in, lay me down, get my foot up. I looked down at my, both of my feet and it's like, all right, well, those are done. And I, and I start patting around my body. Like, what else? You know, my finger's good. My face is good. Thankfully, somehow I didn't bite my tongue. That never happens. So at least I got to still have my tongue. Oh, my yes. All right. <laughs> I can eat. That's on the table. We're good. And so after laying there and, you know, I finally get all my conscious back. Just, you know, I know at that point, like, just sip water. If you're low on blood and stuff like that, don't pound it. It's going to suck. <laughs> get lukewarm water and just, just sip it. And um, then my practices kicked on of I try to act as logical as possible after something like that. Cause I know like I'm hot with emotion, <laughs> yes. you know, yes. like I just went through a lot and I know that. And so I, you know, my first recognition is like, all right, I have to think as logical as possible. I got to go into that Spock mode of just what's my mental status. First of all, I'm pissed off. Okay. Got it. <laughs> what do you do when you're pissed off? Nothing. Don't do anything. Put the phone away. Don't say anything. Just chill. Just chill and breathe. All right. How do I need to breathe? And then I, you know, I go from mental status into instant practice. What can I do? You know, and it's usually first thing is breath. And it's like, how do I need to breathe? And yeah. for me, when I'm super anxious and I'm pissed off, very the slower and the more you know, you kind of use your lips as a straw and you take in air forcefully, but slow. It forces you to like, I can still breathe because I have a lot of energy in that, but it, it limits me on how much intake, how much air I'm, I'm actually getting. So I'm not going to hyperventilate. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not breathing too hard and I can still slow my body down. And eventually you, you open okay. your mouth a little bit wider and you get oxygen in it and then it's, you know, you breathe all through 
um, your mouth at first, get everything calmed down, and then it's cycling through the nose. You know, you want all as, as much oxygen as you can to your brain that just went through a lot of shit. <laughs> so you, anything you can do to feed that, you know, and that instantly with that action and with that mindset, you start moving in a forward direction right off the bat. You know, there is no, oh, my God, I just bled it. Oh, my God, this happened. That happened. I'm very aware that it happened. And I don't need to go through it anymore. <laughs> now it's just that moment of like move forward, but move forward in a way that, you know, you're not overwhelming yourself. You're, you're going down and doing what you need now. And once you get your breathing down, then your mind wants to go into that, you know, that, oh my God state, this just happened. So you, you counter that with, I do a physical diagnostic next. All right. What, what do I got? All right. I got a shit foot. I'm going to shit ankle. <laughs> this happened. That's happened. Okay, okay. This sucks. But also, thank God that I didn't put my face through a windshield. I didn't, you know, so I go, I switch it to that. You know, okay, I have this, but this all could have happened. You know, I could have been in the car with right. just a driver and they couldn't have helped me. And I could have put, you know, like, and as far as I could tell, you know, I didn't, I could still move it a bit. I didn't cut the tendon, you know, the artery maybe been nicked, but you know, wasn't, wasn't going off anymore. And so you, you just go to the things that you can be thankful for. Number one, I'm alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Solid one. Does it suck? Yeah. Does it hurt? Yeah. But I'm alive, you know, and I didn't stop. So goal number one achieved, stay alive. Goal number two, you know, for me, I don't like breaking stuff. I hate breaking bones, man. That's the, that's the worst for me. And so I didn't break anything. So I was super thankful for that. And then I'm like, okay. And then your mind already starts to go on that little downhill period where it's easier to go from there. It's easier to, am I still pissed off? Am I like, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's not that feeling isn't dictating how I'm acting anymore. You know, you get, you can still accept yeah. it. You can still feel it, but it doesn't have to control. It doesn't have to sit in the captain's chair. You know, I sit there. It rose for me. I use that pissed offness as fire to row for me. And why do I use it to row? Because I don't have either feet and I got to crawl all the way to the other side of goddamn house to get water. <laughs> so I'm going to need that later. I need that fire later. And so yes. you're, you're able to see that like, okay, these are feelings that, that I'm going to feel no matter what. So either I can use it or it's going to use me and it's going to exhaust me and it's going to be, you know, it's going to suck. Um, now the time period for that to happen takes training. It takes practice, you know, beforehand I couldn't do it that fast. You know, like it would take me, but I would still focus on it. You just don't stop, uh -huh. you know, like I would go back to it, revisit it. And, you know, and to the point now where I've built up over, you know, it's been a decade now of going through and trying to learn what works and what doesn't to be able to like, you know, right when you come out of a seizure, the basics are most important. You know, how am I breathing? <laughs> it's the easiest <laughs> thing to go to, you know? Yeah. Technical, it's not anything. And and once you learn different kinds of, you know, different kinds of breathing, how to breathe, where to breathe, that kind of stuff, and how it regulates and helps your body on a, you know, on a, um, on a 
scientific is not the right word, but uh, on a physiological level. Um, there you go. Yeah. And then it becomes second nature. And you don't even need to ask yourself. You know which one to go to. You know how you want to move yourself in because you have to help yourself. You know, that's one thing I've learned traveling. When I've traveled by myself and stuff, sometimes out of a seizure, I wake up in a field. I don't know my name, I don't know who I am, and there's nobody there to help me. And so you have to have stuff in line to be able to like, okay, let's you know, let's <laughs> right. get that mental that mental power back that so I can so I can get myself. This is where who I you are, this is where you're from, this is what yeah. you do, this is yeah. Yep. And even if I don't have that, I can still pay attention to how I'm breathing. <laughs> I even have that without my name, you know, like Right. There's, there's details. <laughs> and so, you know, coming out of that, um, it took me, I don't know how long I was in that bed for, but it usually doesn't take me too long to like, you know, I, I ain't just going to lay there. Like I'm going to get up. I'm going to get myself some water. I'm going to go to the room I want to be in, you know, and it, I do admit it's pretty awful for people around me that do really care about me and love me. Cause it looks miserable. <laughs> it looks miserating, man. <laughs> like you have to kind of crawl on your knees, a slash army crawl, and like you just—it hurts, and like you just—you know—you're—you're you're chucking yourself. You're just yep. doing anything possible to get to the roof. Can't Speaking carry with anything. Demons and yeah, yep. yeah, and, and um, and it sucks for them, but internally, like for me does it suck yeah of course like i don't want to do that on a <laughs> on a sunday you know like, i'm not about but but it's it's changed now from oh this is happening to me to oh this is an opportunity do i want this opportunity right now not really but it's here opportunities are that way for a reason they show up you don't just call to oh i want an opportunity now like no they, they show up and most of the time they show up and bury an opportunity in opportune moments <laughs> but when you recognize that when you say okay that's there even if i don't take it at first i know it's there like that's the most important part like i can use this at some point even if i just like don't even want to right now that's fine but when you train yourself to recognize it and then what it means to use it. And so, what, okay, what does it mean to dive into that? How do I use this as an opportunity? You know, one, I am testing the hell out of my metal right now. <laughs> like, it is the yeah. test that comes by that says, how much have you improved over these months? How much is what you're doing actually working right now? How much is you know, how much have you grown as a, as a person? And you can decipher that through those hard times that come and say, you know, we got to put you, got to put you <laughs> through this either way. I might as well use it as an opportunity to appreciate how much I'm moving forward. And then it inherently builds this fire that pushes you forward. That does the action of that. And you're supporting yourself through that um, in a way that is, number one, not easy. It's not easy to do whatsoever. But it is accessible. 
that's the main thing. It is accessible. It's right there all the time. And when you know it's right there all the time, that's when you use that fire of being pissed off to grab it because you don't really you don't care anymore. Right? You know, like, what else am I going to do? And you grab it and you say, okay, you know, I don't, I don't have to react to this. All I have to do is, is not stop. So that's what, you know, these past, you know, I, I crawled around for about two days. I couldn't use crutches because both feet just couldn't be on them. And yeah, if I needed this or needed that, you crawl for it. You get to the kitchen, you get, you know, if they make something fall off the counter, you, you grab it, you dump it in your mouth. You, <laughs> you do what you got to do. <laughs> and the whole time there's no suffering because, you know, one, I, you know, thought to myself, this is going to be great content later. And here we are, you know, I'm sharing the story. It's being used, you know, I'm using it. So, I, you know, you don't just let it disappear. Um, right. And so when you know that in the future of like, okay, you know, this could be used to help somebody else. Then you start paying attention to like, you know, what is making me feel better. And for me, you know, having a sense of humor, being able to just stop in the middle of crawling and just laugh of like, this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> oh my God. And then, yeah, putting your mind to work of like, you know, can I push this healing? You know, if I think about it, if I move my body in that direction, if I focus on it, can I move my healing faster? Can I have influence on it at all? And just these different things that you start to start to think about and start to move into, you know, I call them like, you know, these different rabbit holes that you can kind of go into a bit. And, you know, from my foot being completely just ripped open and ridiculous, now it looks like, you know, it looks like I got a pretty decent, you know, cut, like, on a rock or going down the side of a hill or something. You, you know, got a war like, wound, dude. You got a war yeah, wound. It's, it's just your usual, like, oh, okay, I kind of tripped. And, yep. and on the other, you know, on the other foot. If you're lucky, it'll stay. If you're oh, unlucky like me, it'll go away quickly. <laughs> the funny part is there's already... People uh, dig scars. Like, I don't care if you're a chick <laughs> or a dude, but... They dig scars. My scars disappear too fast, and so I can't show how tough I am. <laughs> or how dumb I am, usually. <laughs> Not wearing shoes. But it's funny, I have a layer of scars right over where this is. This is to my sick kids. Time to flip this shit. Depakote, Adderall, Ritalin, Pixie Sticks. I don't give a fuck what you're riding to the setting sun. Use it as a weapon when it's said and done. It's all too much. Said it's all too much. Said it's all too much. And if the world breaks you, lets you go and beat it with your crutch. It's all too much.